Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks of the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, it's Thursday night. We're getting ready for the Memorial Day weekend and the big race at Charlotte. We got the General Tire 150 and... Our two guests tonight, guys, we got Stephanie Moore, your comic, calling back in. Uh, she'll be at, at Charlotte. We also got uh, first time on the show, Stephen Light calling in. So, uh, guys, got a big show lined up. But, hey, it looks like kind of way uh, we got 29 entries in for the ARCA, the General Tire 150. And uh, a good one that's going to be in a car is going to be Grand and Finger, guys, teaming back up with uh, CRS7 Motorsports. So go be interested in race. A lot of good drivers are going to be showing up out of that 29 also. So uh, tomorrow night, got practice in the morning at 11.40 a.m. to 12. 25 that's not much time not much time guys uh, then at 12:40 we'll be uh, qualifying six o'clock is going to be the race it's on FS1 uh, we're waiting on Stephanie Callis guys uh, all right uh, Kyle, when you get able to call in, it's going to be uh, interesting talking to uh, Stephen about his uh, NASCAR career. Uh, hold on just a second, guys. <clears throat> He was on the third bushwhacker at the floor of Bama Lounge. A northern boy just soaking in the third shoes of the south. Driven down from Boston, he left five feet of snow. Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico. Waved his hands in the air as his voice rose through the roof. Spread in the message of his undisputed truth. Like an old-time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, this is the promise 
just want the heart of six in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows, Y'all have down here. Smoky days, dreamland ribs, washed down when I was gonna be. Can't replace them, Montgomery. And you know he saw the light. Can't nothing like those sweet magnolia nights. It's the tight curves of a southern girl in those town day nights. Alabama gang from Hewittown, a rocket city right. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome our first guest tonight. It's no stranger to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Stephanie Moyer. Welcome back, Stephanie. For having me. I appreciate being back. Well, Stephanie, you had a, 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 a unreveal, a reveal tonight, this evening at 5. Was that today? Yes, sir. Well, how did that go? I, It was leaked before... <laughs> It was, it sucks because it was leaked before, uh, it was just a picture of the car, but, um, other than that, I think it went really well. This is definitely a scheme that we haven't run before and it's nice doing something other than my green. I am, I'm sticking with my green color, green but, color, but, um, it's definitely a different, different scheme for this weekend. And it's obviously for Memorial Day weekend. I wanted to have the flag on the car and do some veteran owned businesses to have them on board too. So I think this scheme was a hit, um, definitely on social media, everyone's here for it. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. It, it really was a really nice video. I'm telling you, it, it, it's a good looking car, Stephanie. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we have, um, the way it's looking, hopefully we'll have some more veteran veterans on the car for the upcoming races that I'm trying to work out too. So it's not just for this weekend, but it is definitely Memorial Day weekend, so it works out very well. 
Well, Stephanie, what what have you been doing to get seat time? Uh, I racing. <laughs> uh, I racing has been my go-to since the end of last season, the E series. Uh, after Bristol, it was just trying to get as much seat time as I can for this year and work on getting funding and everything. So. Just basically eye racing. I'm trying to open my world up to the late model down here for Hickory. Uh, we have some stuff in talks for this season, so I'm hoping it works out the way it's talking about. Boy, late models really has caught on here. I mean, it's been there, but it just seems like it's more popular now than ever. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, like, I've heard from other people that, you know, a lot of people want to see late model stuff more than ARCA, though, because, like, ARCA, you have the top two, maybe three cars, and the rest is just riding around getting seat time. And then the late models, it's everyone's, not everyone, but, like, a lot of people are professionals. So it's, like, you have that skill, you need that skill set to try to be competitive and do your, your short track racing, if you want to put it that way. So, I mean, in a way, late models is a huge, huge hit down here in North Carolina, and they, you know, they don't mess around down here. Uh, no, they sure don't. Uh, done any racing at Evergreen Raceway lately? No, not yet. Not yet. I <laughs> Someone told me to buy another factory stock to run it up there. <laughs> so, um, basically just keeping the class alive, but I haven't done anything yet. Well, you've got time at Charlotte. What, what What's your thoughts on Charlotte? I am... Super, super stoked for this. It's definitely a new track. I haven't raced Charlotte before. Um, but I feel that being that I raced Pocono, it would be a little bit easier for me to kind of get the hang of it because Pocono is very tricky. So Charlotte, I feel like I am better at the bigger tracks versus short tracks. So I'm trying to be as calm as possible coming into this, and I'm just going to take notes all day tomorrow to, you know, get the best times and best lines that I can. I know I've asked you this, but what's it like being back with Andy Hillenberg? Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. I am I'm super, super stoked to be back with Andy again. And this year is a little different for us. I, um, my crew chief is now on John Garrett's car. So I have Todd Parrott for this weekend. I'm so excited to work with him. Um, uh, he joined in with the Fast Track crew now. Me, him, and Andy have worked very closely on what's to come this year. So, uh, But it's always fun being with Andy, all the stories. And just it's, it's just a great atmosphere. It's home, and, you know, everyone's just so, so welcoming at Andy's. You know, uh, Stephanie, thinking back when you started this dream, could you imagine being paired with Andy and, and – uh, and hit all his group there, Todd Perry. No, I don't, I haven't. Like, I honestly for this year, like, I didn't even see this year happening. It was it was just really rough. We ended the season on a rough note, um, and just getting the funding. Like, it's been like you know, you know, almost every time I come on here, I, I stress so much about the funding part, but. I've never, I didn't think I'd be back with Andy this year. I didn't think I'd be with any team. And especially now that I'm, that Todd Parrott's in the picture, it's just like, it's so surreal. So I feel like it's a great duo. And I'm, I'm, I, my expectations are high for Charlotte. So. 
Well, if anybody knows some notes on Charlotte, I'd say he's he's uh, full of knowledge on it. Between the both of them. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, what, what do you what what do you think after this? I mean, I know funding is all about funding, but what would you like to do after this, uh, Stephanie? Uh, so I am working on a deal right now. This year is going to be on a part-time basis with Arca and with Andy. Um, I am hoping my next race will be Iowa. Um, I love Iowa. I would love to get to Michigan. Michigan's such a fun track. Uh, but definitely Iowa and Pocono and Bristol are on my list. Kansas is at a question mark right now. So I'm trying to get um, out west a little bit to do some of those races, being that I've been on the East Coast for the last two years. But and then after that, we we might have something else up our sleeves, so it's more to come. Uh, you got a, a fan base thing going on, don't you, Stephanie, where you, a fan can put their name on your car? So we brought back the Powered by Fans uh, for this year for the third for third year in a row. Um, this year it wasn't as much of a hit as it has been the last two years, but, I mean, we still love to bring all of the fans and everyone on board. Um, so basically with the powered by fans, it's a hundred dollars, um, donation and your name goes on my deck lid and your name is there for the entire season long that I'm racing. So it's really cool. And you get, you obviously get the social media shout outs and we do like giveaways as well. So it's like a really cool experience to bring the fans on and have them experience it in a way that when they can't be there, they're still on a car. It's more affordable that way. Well, it's a special day at Charlotte that weekend uh, on driver's introduction. What's, what's it like, Stephanie, to be able to be down in center and knowing you're fixing to strap up in the car to race around Charlotte? I feel like right before I swing my leg to go in that window, I'm going to be nervous as all hell. But <laughs> uh, once I strap it, it's, everything just clears out, and it's I know what I have to do, and try to calm myself as much as I can. We can't, you know, we, ha- we don't have time for any mess ups or anything like that. So I try to calm as, calm down as much as possible, but it's also such a surreal moment. I'm going to be so anxious for this. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for two years, so it's so nice for this to finally happen. Well, you know, uh, Stephanie, last year I thought you had a pretty decent year. I mean, uh, I, I've got Kyle. Kyle, we got Stephanie still here. Hi, Stephanie. You have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. I apologize. I got a little tied up. Uh, first question for you is, um, what's your thoughts on Charlotte? Um, you're running for Fast Track tomorrow night. And uh, and what, what was the announcement all about today on Facebook? I didn't get to see it. I am I'm actually so excited to be back with Fast Track. Um, like I was telling Rowdy, like it's just such a homey feeling being with, back with them. Um, I am under with a new crew chief this year, so th- there's a big adjustment, but I feel like it's an adjustment that's going to work out in our favor. But definitely for Charlotte, we have some notes um, from a prior ARCA team, so I am I am working with my crew chief and my car chief to, you know, get get the car set up right for this weekend. Um, we're, we're all in it this time. So I'm a little nervous. I haven't raced on Charlotte before, but I feel like it would it's gonna work out. It's gonna work out. I just need to get a couple laps in and you know, we'll we'll fit right in. But yeah, the so the announcement today was a car reveal. Um 
almost 90 percent of the sponsors on my car are veteran-owned businesses so it's very fitting to have them on for this weekend for memorial day weekend um i'm on there because it's, it's veterans like we i like to thank everyone for our services and it's not easy and it's just it's a really cool moment for them to ride along and especially that it's aired on fs1 this weekend they get tv time which is phenomenal so my next question for you is Charlotte. I mean, what's your thoughts on the place? Um, what are you doing to prepare for it? I have been on iRacing every day <laughs> for the last three months preparing for this race. Um, I was really nervous in the beginning, but I've taken a hard hit. Um, in the beginning when I started practicing on iRacing, it was, it was very tough for me. I have a problem coming out of two. But at the same time, it's like, you do a couple laps, you find your line, um, get as much seat time as you can. So I'm trying to come into this race very calmly, and I feel like Charlotte's going to be one of the better tracks for me to run. I feel like I'm better on the bigger tracks versus the short tracks. So hopefully it turns out in our favor. So what have you learned from your Super Seaway experience that can help you out at Charlotte? Someone's line. <laughs> that you can without scrubbing the speed. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing, especially like learn from that at Pocono. Like I feel like when I'm on my own and I have such a big gap between me and the person in front of me, it, it just, it doesn't fire me up as well. And the line, I can't keep the consistent line that I want to, to try to verse it off of how quick I'm getting catching up to that person. So I feel like Charlotte is going to be a big one for me to take that with me. Um, and especially just like the scrubbing the speed, like we can't, we have no room for mess ups this weekend. So I'm hoping just to follow someone's line as much as I can. So my last question for you is of all the racetracks you've raced in the Arkham Menard series. I mean, where, where would you rank Charlotte? I mean, you know, where, where are you thinking maybe you'd put it on your list? Oh, I haven't raced there yet, but I, I hope after this weekend, it's going to be my top three tracks. Well, I, I tell you, it, it, it looks fast, and it looks like it'd be a fun track to race at, uh, Stephanie. Let's talk about the guys back at the shop that helps you get to the track and, and your sponsors, Stephanie. Yeah, I, I want to give a huge shout-out to Andy. Um he was taking it easy on me for the last two years, trying to get me to where I need to be to finally be on my own to, you know, the last two years was trial and error, seat time. This year it's, hey, you're ready. We're going to do this. So I definitely want to thank Andy for giving me a third chance for this year. Um, I, I know it's not a full season, but it's still, you know, seat time and it's still to represent fast track as well as I can. Uh, but I also want to thank the guys at the shop. Tim works his butt off to get this car ready and and then we have dick as well all the unoh kits that come from ohio all the way down and they travel everywhere just to help fast track out it's seriously a huge huge help so i want to give a shout out to them but um for this weekend i do want to thank victory riding academy for coming on board uh gy6 got your six usa uh, american legion post 473 and evergreen raceway those two have been with me since day one and i'm Super stoked to have them on for this weekend. Um, I also want to thank Speakeasy Pet Emporium, my Powered by Fans, uh, the Bush Light Wimna program, and Smilex Floral as well. 
without these guys, this weekend would have never happened. So I'm super stoked to have them on board and to represent them. Well, Stephanie, always it's a pleasure to have you on. Stephanie, we've had you on several times, but tonight you sound like you're ready to go racing. You've done a great job tonight. Thanks, Ryan. Tell I appreciate her, it. I am, I'm fired up. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you've done a wonderful job. Tell everybody where they can keep up with you and uh, follow you the rest of the season. Sure. So I am on every social media platform. Uh, you can find me at Stephanie Moyer Racing on Facebook on Instagram at Steph Moyer, and then Twitter at Steph Moyer. Stephanie, always a pleasure. I, I surely appreciate you calling in, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. I appreciate being back. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome, dear. Thank you. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome... First time calling in driver, Stephen Light. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hey, man. How you doing? I am doing great, Stephen. So you're going to be racing in the number 31 Rise Motorsports this weekend at Charlotte. Yes, sir. Yep, we're racing tomorrow night at 6 p.m. So it's, uh, Stephen, you're trying to to read up and find a little bit of information. So this is going to be your first start since 2006 in the ARCA series? Yes. Yeah, last time I ran ARCA was back in 2006. I ran two races for Robert Yates Racing. Ran one at Daytona and, and then actually won a race at Nashville and then uh, went on and raced Xfinity after that and Cup and a little bit of everything else. And uh, my friend Tim Goulette and his wife Rita, they uh, started their ARCA team this year, and I'm real good friends with Tim and told him I'd help him out in any way I could. And uh, he asked me to run a couple of races for him this season at some of the bigger tracks that Rita's not familiar with and might not have enough experience at yet. Looking forward to hopefully having a good day tomorrow. Well, Steve, you come with 183 starts between all three series, so you've got some seat time in the car. Definitely had some seat time. Got lots of laughs around Charlotte, so... We, uh, I actually just got back from the shop about an hour ago and finished the car up, got it loaded up, ready for head over to the racetrack. And my buddy Doug Richards came over and looked at it a little bit with us and helped us with the setup a little bit. So hopefully she runs pretty good tomorrow. What's your thoughts, Charlotte? I mean, you're going to, what, you got 35 minutes of practice and then qualifying. Do you know if that's group or is it individual? You know, it's been so long since I've raced ARCA, I'm not sure. Uh, they they kind of do both, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, they do do both. Um, with 29 cars, I think it's only a 20-minute qualifying session. Mine, I would imagine it's probably single car because you can easily fit in 29 cars in, in 20 minutes. Um, so it's probably single car if I had to guess. Uh, shouldn't be too bad. I, You know, I, I like Charlotte a lot. Um, 
I actually like it a lot better when they don't lay any PJ1 down. I don't know if Arca does that or not, but when NASCAR lays that PJ1 down, it just completely changes drive and, and you know, qualifying uh, especially. It's kind of luck of the draw when you go out, and if that PJ1 is heated up and activated, you're going to be fast, and if it's not, you're going to be sliding around. So it's uh, hopefully hopefully they don't have any of that stuff down this weekend. I didn't see if they did put it down. I don't think they have, and hopefully they haven't. Uh, should be Should be a lot of fun. So, uh, also, the ASA, what do you think about the return of the Stars National? Have you got to see any of that? I haven't Steven? watched any of it, but me and, my, me and my dad actually have a, uh, a, late, a late model sitting at the house that's uh, legal for the ASA series, and uh, that's actually the series I ran, uh, won a championship in in 2005, right before I went NASCAR uh, racing with Robert Yates Racing. So it's nice to see that come back. Uh, it was always a great series, and um, you know, as long as they keep their heads down and do it right, it should. Uh, you know, nowadays there's so many people out there racing late models at that level. Um, you should see big shows every week, and uh, a lot of fun to watch for the fans. Hi, Stephen. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks for calling into the show. Uh, first question for you is, um, you know, talk a little bit about your return. Um, you know, you nervous tomorrow? You're gonna be nervous tomorrow? I know it's been a while since you've been in, you know, a NASCAR sanctioned series. So, so what's it gonna be like when you hit the track tomorrow afternoon? Uh, you know, the only thing I'm I'm a little nervous about is really just not knowing how these new body ARCA cars drive. You know, last time I drove an ARCA car, it had the old school. Um, cup bodies on them, uh, which is actually what the Bush series used to have on them. And uh, now with these new, uh, these new bodies, they, they look like they've had so much more downforce on them. It's just knowing, not knowing what feel you're looking for in the car, like what that car needs to feel like when you have it dialed in and have it balanced. Uh, those are some question marks. And I, you know, I've got a lot of friends that'll be there that on other teams, drivers and crew chiefs. And I'll, I'll be walking around asking questions and, just trying to get a feel of what I should be looking for in the balance of the car. And that way, when I get out there, I'm not uh, searching for something I shouldn't be. And I'm, I'm looking, you know, feeling it out and, and, uh, you know, being with, with Tim and Rita having, you know, they're a real low budget team, so they don't have a lot to work with. And, but Tim does an amazing job with what he's got and he does it pretty much all by himself. So uh, hopefully with a little bit of help from Doug Richards today on some of the setup stuff, uh, Fern and geometry, we changed last minute. Um, hopefully it, uh, it's a balanced car. You know, I, I don't know, don't know how good the motor is. I don't know, uh, you know, where the balance is going to be. But after about two laps, I'll be nerves will be calmed down. I'll be focused on what I'm doing, and uh, we'll see what we got. So my next question for you is uh, to talk a little bit about your early career. Um, I know you and I were chatting a little bit last night about it. Um, you know, what was it like coming up through the Bush Series at the time? And, uh, you know, making your cup debut um, with Robert Yates Racing, I mean, what was that like? I know you got to win at Kentucky. Um, you know, what, what was that like for you in, at that point in your career? And, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you think of, about it when you look back on it now? Yeah, it was an amazing time, you know, being only 18 years old, making it to, to that level. And, you know, back then being young wasn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, a lot of team owners early 2000s didn't want real young guys in their car. Uh, anybody under like 21, 22 years old, because it just wasn't very common. And as you know, as you as you saw from about 2008 to 2012, that really started to change. And I was kind of one of the one of those young drivers in that first wave of of owners realizing, hey, these young guys can do this. 
as long as they've got enough experience before they get here. And if we do it right, and built, you know, Yates did it right with me, did a lot of testing before I ever got on a track with another car, uh, put me in the ARCA series for a couple of races. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a fun time and, and a different time too, right? You know, back then, if you had the talent, you worked your way up to the levels, you know, go-karts, late models, that kind of thing, uh, you'd get noticed and, and you could potentially have an opportunity to come drive for, for a big team without bringing any, you know, sponsorships. You know, back then the sponsors were, the teams would hire sponsors and, and just go find the best drivers for them. And, and it's kind of a shame that the sport's gotten away from that because nowadays it's, it's really not about how good you are anymore. It's about how much money you can bring. And unfortunately that's uh, – that's hurt a lot of a lot of guys that are proven they're capable just can't seem to to find the sponsorships when they need them. But uh, you know, I I've always been appreciative of of Robert and Doug Yates allowing me to come race for them and kind of give get my my feet in the door at that level. And you know, I I, I know a lot of people in the sport and and they all most of the teams are like, well, we'd love to have you. Just bring us the money. So you know, maybe one of these days I'll find a sponsor. Who knows? But uh, just, just looking forward to getting on the racetrack, having some fun, and and trying to help Tim and Rita. I don't tell you, I'm a Chevrolet guy, but I have always admired Yates Engines. Robert put had a great organization there. I'm telling you, hard team to beat. Yeah, they they really, really did. Uh, you know, they it was unbelievable how good their motors were back then, and and I can't remember the exact stats, but I think it was there was a maybe a six or eight year stretch there where they were, uh, if they weren't on the pole, they were on the front row uh, of every Daytona 500 and, and most of the speedways every time we went. Uh, they really did have an amazing program back then and, and obviously it's only gotten better. But, uh, you know, back then they definitely had a, a one-up on the field and obviously with technology coming along as it has in the last, you know, decade or so, it's uh, people, have, you know, the other team, the other manufacturers have caught up a little bit, but, you know, Doug, there's nobody works harder on engines than Doug does. Uh, you know, most engine engine manufacturers and builders they build something fast, or able to win some races, and they're content. Uh, not Doug. Not Doug. Doug's uh, he's in that shop every day, always working on finding more speed and finding ways to to build better engines. And and that's just says you know that just shows uh, why they were so good back then and why they continue to be so good. I'm telling you, he bet that was a dynasty, and still, and it's still showing today. So, uh, Stephen, what about uh, talk about the sponsors, or the guys that's going to help you get to this this project to the track? Yeah, we have uh, obviously Rise Motorsports. Uh, I don't think we have any main sponsors this week. Um, we do have a couple of fun things on the car. Our, our friend Doug Richards and his wife. Um, who's been battling cancer for a while now. We've got something on the car for her, so that's going to be nice to, to see that on the yeah, track. On the track. And, uh, Rise Motorsports, obviously, uh, you know, they're trying to bring awareness to, to doing good things and, and uh, for a lot of people. And It doesn't doesn't take much to be nice nowadays, and, and you don't see a lot of that anymore in the world. It's a pretty crazy world we're living in nowadays. So hopefully uh, – we get out there and that Rise Motorsports car look good. Well, I, I sure we sure appreciate you calling in tonight. Can you tell everybody where they can keep keep up with you and follow you on the social media? 
Yeah, it's just my first last name. I got nothing fancy on there. I got uh, Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook. Just my first and last name, Stephen Light. And uh, you should be able to find me pretty easily on there. Steve, appreciate you stopping by tonight. and Hey, have fun and enjoy tomorrow. I will. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, no problem. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. Chris Scale, congratulations, gentlemen, on that win. Um, Ty, we'll start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about um, what it means to start on the pole for the Open. Yeah, it's definitely really cool. You know, a bit, a bit a little nicer if that locked us into Sunday, uh, Sunday's night race. But, uh, you know, we've got a race, and I feel like we've got a great car, so I uh, just kind of got to get through this one and, and go have a shot for a million bucks. All right, and for Brian and Chris, if you don't mind just talking a little bit about what it means for the team, kind of overall morale, and what, Brian, if you can just hit on what it means specifically for the pit crew. No, it was huge. You know, these guys put in so much work that, that people don't see. And most of the time when things go wrong, it gets highlighted. So it, it's nice that they were able to perform in a, a really intense environment out there against all their peers and run the fastest pit stop. Ty doing a fantastic job getting the car exactly where we needed it. And then Chris with his mechanics, you know, maybe giving us a little help on the setup. And, and it was a lot of extra work for those guys. So definitely want to, it was a complete team effort today. All right. And Chris? Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, we we see the ins and outs every week with these guys, right, and live and die with them. They're part of the team, right? And so to see the success today that you get to enjoy after going through, you know, we've had some hits and misses this year where, okay, we should have run better. We had a bad pit stop. We didn't, whatever the case may happen, but we've stuck it out together. And I think that's the cool thing is to stick it out and, and realize that we have their back, they have ours, and then to come through today, I think that's what's cool. All right. We'll now go to questions. If you have one, raise your hand. We'll start up here with Lee. Lee Spencer, catchfence.com. Wanted to ask you, last year you guys went into the season wanting to do a whole, revo you know, revolutionize the pit crew and the pit stops and how you guys did everything. And then I guess a week or two ago you guys decided to go back to something a little more traditional. What has the process been like? What has the challenges been? And how do you get to being back on top? Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair question. You know, we we put in an awful lot of work on the other choreography, and when it hit perfect, it is still the fastest way to do the pit stop. But the reality of it is, is when you get to pit road, there's a lot of different obstacles that take place, and everything has to be perfect for you to to be able to run as fast as that stop is capable of. And I think we also had to take a look in the mirror and say. Fundamentally, we're not as good as what we, we need to be. So taking a step back and, and running this traditional pit stop to work on getting a little bit better individually and fundamentally within the pit stop. And then, you know, maybe when we start to master that on a consistent basis, it's something that we take a look at again. Well, I, th I think that it's it's just the way that this sport's going and, and pit crews are going. Like, there, there's 
a big shift in, in what's happening at, at JGR and up and down pit road. Like these are crazy, awesome athletes that, that are doing these jobs now. And, and we're a little bit on the inexperienced side, um, but we had a mix of that today on the 54 car and got a pretty awesome result. All right, we'll go to Bob. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. And Ty, just how much, I mean, you're starting on the pole now for the race on Sunday. How much pressure do you feel to make the all-star race? through the open yeah i think uh it's just what it is and you gotta do the best i can and, and race the best i can just like a, another race there and i feel like we've got a great car so i think uh just head down and be consistent all right we're gonna go dustin steven wilson and then up front with steven as well dustin albino jayski first for you brian obviously you race every week and have pit stops every week but how specifically for this event did you prepare with the four teams you know, we, we've really started over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, when we went to a traditional pit stop, we were, we were really focused on consistency. And I think I coached a lot of the speed, the raw speed out of our pit stop. And kind of going into Kansas and then Darlington, I think you saw all of our teams get a little bit faster. And it's really a change of pace in the practice pad area. It's, you know, we're no longer trying to do just nine fives every time because the reality is you get to the racetrack and those become ten fives. So I'm pushing the guys to get eight flat to eight fives out in the practice area and then, you know, hit that at the racetrack or closer to that. So it, it's a little bit of a change of pace over the, the last couple of weeks at practice. But, you know, when what they did tonight was, you know, where, where we hope to be every single pit stop. And Chris, the first half of the regular season is complete now. How would you assess the performance so far of the 54 team? Yeah, I think it's gone um, pro probably as I expected or hoped. You know, I think that obviously uh, me going back to Cup, Ty as a rookie in Cup, I think you're going to expect some up and downs. But I think if you really look at it, I think we've been fairly consistent. We haven't fallen out of many races. Ty hasn't made many mistakes. You know, we probably made more mistakes. What? <laughs> yeah, we probably made more mistakes on, you know, little things on our side. Um, but, I mean, you know, we we needed to do three or four top tens, you know, in the first part. And we got on a stretch there where we did four of those. And I felt like, you know, Kansas and Dover specifically were two top fives that we probably left on the table um, that would have really made our season look even better to this point. So I feel like we're on pace. We need to just keep nudging forward and get those top fives now consistently and fifth to tenth consistently. And then a win or something will come from there. And it's it's kind of a unique season right now, right, where – we're sitting close enough in points halfway through the regular season to where as long as we don't get lots of multiple winners, we could potentially points our way in. You know, there's still a bunch of time left to do that. So you're you're right at that point where you start looking at that and where do I rank with everybody and do I need to change strategy or do I need to stay the course? All right, go ahead. Steve Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. This one's for Ty. The last time they raced here, you weren't even born. And you're the I was negative seven. <laughs> yes. So you're, the, so you're the first cup driver and cup car to sit on top of this building. What does it mean to you to do that, and what did it mean to you when you came in this place and saw it this weekend? Yeah, it's definitely really cool. I came in here previously like five years ago and kind of saw it when it was um, in its earlier stages. So uh, coming back here, seeing it redone somewhat is, is really cool, and, and seeing the, the asphalt kind of reminds me of Hickory a little bit. So it's uh, it's really special. Uh, it was definitely really cool riding up the elevator. Um, and it's just a, it's a cool experience for sure. All right, we'll go up front. Steven Toronto, CBS Sports. I have two questions uh, that will go to all three of you. The first one is, is for Brian. Uh, 
in, in the week leading up to this, what what did you notice about the uh, energy in pit crew practice and preparation? Because I was walking up and down pit road before before this uh, before this started, and I noticed a bunch of the crew guys were like, you know, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. You know, that that sort of energy. So did you notice uh, extra pep in the uh, crew guy step that they have this spotlight to uh, to showcase, you know, their abilities? Yeah. I- I think that kind of hit everybody today. Um, in our preparation this week, you didn't really see it too too much. Um, I, I actually put Chick-fil-A burritos on the line for the fastest stop yesterday, um, which 54 won that also. But um, no, when when it comes to an event like this, the guys, you try to keep them loose, right? You don't want them to tense up. And, and they know all eyes are on them and all their competitors' eyes are on them. And, and you really, you just hope everybody does their best. I mean, across the across the field and, and let the best team win. And I, I think the 54, like, they've got a ton of talent there, and, and they have that top-end speed. And, and when they hit it right, um, yeah, they, they bang up pretty fast pit stops. Right. And then this will be for Ty and for, for Chris. You know, you two did a lot of winning last year. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you've, you've been getting closer and closer to that point, but not quite yet in, in Cup. So, you know, what's it like to – be back in victory lane and back doing all this. I don't know. It's different for me. I, I, I This one, I focus totally on the pit crew, and I think this is totally about the pit crew. I think that, you know, we win a race on our own merit, and then I'll feel more satisfied, and I'm sure Ty would say the same. I think it, you know, I'm just happy for those guys. You know, like we had a we had a 2% part in this one, Ty more than that, but me specifically. Um, so I, I'm, I want to win a race. That's what I want to do. Like I said, I credit all the pit crew to all this, and uh, – they deserve it, so this is their victory lane. Very cool. Thank you, guys. All right, we're going to go Davey and then wrap with Deb. Ty, I'm curious how close you are with your pit crew guys. I mean, you refer to them by name. I'm not sure how many other cup drivers are able to do that. You were dapping them up on the ride up. How, how close are you with them? How, did, how often do you hang out with them? Yeah, I feel like, you know, Jerry's racing, I feel like those guys are my family, so I spent a a decent amount of time with them, and um, I, I enjoy being around them. So I kind of grew up around the professional a- athlete side of, you know, sports and life. And so being able, being able to be around them again kind of reminds me of that. So I really, truly enjoy being around them, and I feel like they're all great people, and they work really hard, and, and I appreciate them. No. I, w- I grew I w- up with I grew up with older people my whole life, so – I guess that helps. He's being modest. Too, I would it. I would take that a step for, further. Like Ty is around all of our pit crews, from from the guys that just started last week to to guys that have been there ten plus years. Uh, he knows every one of them by name, and it, it's a really special thing having a driver that's so committed to to what we're doing on the pit crew side of things. And the guys Stop. love it and appreciate it. I'm serious. You, you can pay him when we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad, bring us home. All right, thank you. Deb Williams, Auto Week. This is for Brian. When you're preparing for a race weekend, what's the schedule look like for your training for your crew? And also, do you allow people to challenge each other for positions? Yes, I'll I'll answer the challenge. You know, we definitely have a competitive environment, right? And, and guys know what's on the line, and they know the expectations of performance. So at that point, we have a, a pipeline that's filling, 
you know, hopefully guys moving up into the, the JGR house cars. Um, we pit the 42 and 43, and we've got very capable guys on there, hopefully putting some pressure on our in-house guys. Um, so it's not like somebody can come out and, I'm a better jack man, I'm, I'm going to challenge you today. It doesn't quite work like that. Um, we obviously, we, we study film and, and we look at a lot of data to, to make really good decisions as a staff before we, we make a, a move, right? Um, as far as pre preparation throughout the week, uh, we'll have a race on Sunday, obviously, and then Monday is, is spent just studying film, studying the numbers from it, um, getting a practice plan put together, and then practice goes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We usually give the guys Friday and Saturday off if we're performing at, at a certain level, and, and then they go back to the racetrack on Sunday. So everybody comes in at 7 o'clock. We do a, a full team warm-up, and then two teams go together and practice. Another two teams are doing rehab and film. Um, another two teams are working out. So kind of that's how our six cup cars that, that we coach kind of operate. And that goes till we finish about 11, but most of the guys are still hanging around. They go to lunch together. They come back. They get another workout in. They watch film. They hang out. Like Joe Gibbs Racing is such an awesome place, and, and it's sometimes we got to tell them to go, go home, get out of here. So um, we've got a really special group of athletes. All right. Any final questions? Okay. We'll take one final one from Lee. Thank you. So... Two two things. Denny said he was going to start doing his own pit crew thing, so that didn't happen. That was just a fit of anger on his part. No, they they actually do. Denny has his own pit, pit crew coach. Um, they use our facility. They actually come in in the afternoon about one o'clock, and they're there till I think four or something. But they do. They kind of rent the facility. It would be the best way for for everybody to understand it. So you, you, when you say six teams, you're referring to your uh, the, Xfinity? No, the 42 and 43. Okay. We, we provide okay. pictures okay, good. for those guys. And, and back to my original question about the choreography, these days are you recruiting certain body types, certain athletic types for certain positions on the pick for, you know, before with your previous um, new age choreography and what you went back to now? Yeah, I mean, we're we're constantly looking at body types and different positions and what's going to be the best the best jackman. You know, we've we found that a tight end is is a really good jackman. Um, we've got we just have a new tire changer on the back of the twenty car, Kayvon Jack, uh, Kayvon <laughs> KJ. Um, anyways, he uh, he was a former f uh, baseball player with the Kansas City Royals. Um, so we we kind of bring them in look at them, see how they do with our tests, and then we have a partnership with a company called P3, and then we ha we send them there for an assessment, and they have all kinds of data on some top-level athletes because we really want to make sure that we start with the right athlete because nobody grows up learning how to be a pit crew person, right? So we, if we get a great athlete to start with, then we're confident that we can coach them to be really good for us. Yep. All right. For Chris, Brian, and Ty, congratulations again. Enjoy that $100,000 bonus. One hundred smackaroos, everyone. That come in handy over Memorial Day weekend. All right, guys. Hey, Arkham Bernard Series, the General Tire 150, Stephanie Boyer, 
Stephen Light both be in it. It's on FS1. And it starts 6 Eastern, 5 Central, guys. Check it out. Give it a try. I think you'll like it. Hey, it will be Monday morning on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Appreciate it, guys. Share it. Follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and hit that subscribe button over there on that YouTube channel, man. Monday morning. Central Kennedy. We're out of the backlight show. Monday morning.